more than happy where we are. Every few minutes he pauses. He shuts his eyes, tips his head back and sits silently smiling. At first I assume he's thinking, strategizing, and then I realize he's just sunbathing. Finally the eyes flip open and he says, Right, where were we? And we turn back to our notes, our proposals, our plans. We are, after all, here on business. Raymond S. is 56, a senior executive, an important man. I'm 28, his personal assistant, not important at all. We work for Resolute Aviation, and we've come to India to buy an anti-gravity machine. You're going to have a brilliant time. A brilliant and a, you know, hugely successful time. This was Alice two days ago before I left for the airport. You don't have to tell me, I said. I'm pumped for this. Did you ever see anyone so pumped? Probably I was trying to put her mind at rest. Hmm. And you're not thinking any more about that? Silly stuff, are you? About S or anyone wanting to kill you or... God, no. She wasn't fooled. Alice isn't really foolable, or not by me, she isn't. It's not healthy carrying all that round with you, all that whatever it is. I wish you'd told me. I did tell you. Mm. And I'm not carrying it round with me. I'm not carrying anything round with me. I held up my empty hands to illustrate the point, and she slapped them, one after the other, in the manner of a tribal greeting or a tribal rebuke. S would never hurt you. He's a good guy. He'll understand. He'll see you didn't have a choice. Her confidence. Her authority. Alice has met S once. And anyway, it's not true. I did have a choice. I could have stood up for him, stood by him. Instead, I did what I did and I'm doing what I'm doing. What I said to Alice, though, was, You're right. She looked at me for a long time then, pressed her forehead hard into mine as if trying to see inside my eyes, inside hers, golden cities hidden worlds. Then she pulled away from me, gave a brittle sniff and said, Change of plan. You're not going. Alice. No, it's too weird. You're not going. I'm not letting you go. But she did let me go, in the end. Enough, S says now leaning back in his chair and stretching his arms above his head. If that doesn't satisfy them, I don't know what will. By them, he means Resolute Board of Trustees. Actually, he means Martin Cantor, the board's 36-year-old chair and his nemesis. It's good, I say, looking down at my notes. There's the same issue with some of the... uh, Fine detail, but there's nothing... I trail off. S isn't listening. He's frowning, thinking. A small, neat, 
dapper man, tanned and handsome in a game-show host sort of way, with dark, silver-wired, side-parted hair, fondly crinkling blue eyes and beaming two good teeth. Today he's wearing a white linen suit, a yellow silk shirt open at the throat, and incongruous scarlet Italian leather shoes. On the other side of the table, I'm tall, sprawling, thinning, jug-eared and odd-eyed. Alice says my eyes are fizzy. I have no idea what she means by this, but I'm assured she means it nicely. In a T-shirt, shorts and trainers. We're here on business, but we're dressed for pleasure. This is part of S's plan. Right, he says, sitting forward. I'll give Asher another go. Asher Jarwal.